Flyfield Outfitter is a fly shop and guide service located in Bend, Oregon. We specialize in fly fishing the Lower Deschutes River, Cascade Lakes, the Crooked River, the Fall River, and many other fisheries in the area. Tune into our podcast for updates on fishing reports, techniques, tactics, and fishing stories. All right, we're sitting here with Scott Cook, owner of Flyfield Outfitters, and uh, one of the busiest guides on the Cascade Lakes. Um. <laughs> it's been a busy push for sure. Uh, been a been a great summer. Really a mild summer up there. Um, you know, it's been awesome. No smoke, thank God. No fires. Um, you know, to make it all the way through, you know, August and in the better part of September without really having any smoke affecting us up there has been has been awesome. But I thought I'd give a little report on kind of what to expect for the fall um, and some of my kind of favorite waters around to be thinking about. Um, you know, let's actually start with Lava Lake. Um, uh, lava for me is a spring and a fall fishery as a fly fisherman. A lot of times uh, during the summertime, you know, that's a big put and take type fishery. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, bait anglers and, you know, bottom fishermen and stuff like that that are up there um, during the summertime in the spring. Um, we get a good calabatus hatch in the fall, the calabatus come back. Um, and we get calabatus and we get uh, some midges and, and some, some coronamids. Um, a big leech game up there too, just an olive uh, leech with, on an intermediate line or a type 3 line getting down a little bit deeper water um, can be a great way to go. Um, I think Hosmer is another one to really consider. Um, again, during the summertime we get the big paddler hatch up there as we call it. Um, kayaks and, and stand-up paddle boards and, and canoers and families up there enjoying the, that, that beautiful lake up there. Um, and that's great. I love the fact that there's a lot of people out and enjoying the outdoors of Central Oregon and everything else, but it definitely can affect um, your overall experience um, as an angler. Um, as, we, as the weather changes, the days get colder, um, and you see some bad weather, um, especially wind in the fall, you know, uh, Hosmer can be a great location for that because it's a little bit smaller body of water. It's kind of protected from some of the wind. Um, and, you know, you get a really nasty day. You could run out there with your drift boat or pontoon, float tube, whatever, um, and, uh, and, and do pretty well up there. Uh, they, you know, they put rainbows and cutthroat in there the last couple of years. They haven't been stocking Atlantics in there in, gosh, I don't know, five years plus. So most of the Atlantics are gone. Br big brook trout, the brook trout can get in their spawning colors. Um, in, in a pre-spawn mode, the brook trout can start to get a little bit more aggressive. So that elusive, you know, five pound plus brook trout that lives in Hosmer that you see all summer long that you go, God, how the heck can I catch that thing? You got a better chance of catching it in the fall just because they start to get in that pre-spawn mode a little bit. Um, again, flies, I'd... You know, you should have some calabatus, but a calabatus hatch will be pretty sparse. Mainly you're thinking about nymphing, whether it's a floating line indicator, two-fly rig, or a intermediate line, um, intermediate sinking line, uh, leeches and buggers and, and small attractor nymphs. Uh, small prince nymph can be really good up there. Scuds off of the weed beds 
um, in the fall can be good also. Um, chronomids, midges, that stuff can all be pretty good. But I would, as the weather changes and the paddler hatch settles down a bit on Hosmer, that is definitely one that I would start to put back on your radar. Um, you know, crane has been fishing good all season. It's probably one of the better years that I've seen in the last 20 years of guiding it. Um, and, uh, you know, out there the fall, um, you know, some balance leeches, some leeches. Fish are not necessarily in the channels. It's one of the advantages of the summertime on crane is that the fish can really congregate in and around some of the deeper water, the cooler water. Um, you know, in the spring and in the fall on crane, the fish can really kind of spread out a little bit. Um, so keep that in mind. You know, getting right back in the stumps and the snags and finding an open area that's, you know, 50 foot area um, the, enough to make a cast and be able to land a fish um, can can be a good way to go. Uh, the Quinn Channel, um, Coltis, Deschutes, all can you know hold some nice fish and not in the channels. I mean, yes, the fish can be in the channels, but also in the flats that are just off of the channels can can be pretty good. Um, the kokanee um, in the Deschutes and in the Coltis channels are kind of on the back end of their spawn right now, um, and so. You know, sometimes the kokanee will kind of push up in the in the deeper water, and there'll be big schools of you know 100 to 500 kokanee that'll kind of push the rainbows out of the channel. Sometimes fishing right on the edges of the channel um, can be a good way to go. Um, assassins, um, balance leeches, midges. Um, when I say midges, when I think of a chronomid, I think of a little bit larger fly, you know, the snow cone, you know, maybe a size 16 all the way up to a size 8. Um, when I talk about midges, I'm more thinking about a, you know, a zebra midge, uh, black or purple, size 18, size 20 even. You know, water gets clear, dropping down to 5X fluoro, um, you know, and uh, indicator fishing and and or you know casting and stripping with a leech or a bugger something along those lines when you fish a leech or a bugger you could jump up on your tippet size a little bit uh, go with 4x or even 3x fluoro uh, because it's a different size food it's a larger food source and the fish might not be quite as um, picky when they approach it uh, you know they see something like that and they go yeah big food source I'm coming into the winter I want to eat that thing um, so a little bit larger tippet on a larger fly, smaller tippet on a smaller fly. Um, you know, East Lake and Palina both kind of moving into the fall totally changes. You know, we start moving away from that Calavetis hatch um, and we start fishing more scuds. Uh, again, leeches, balance leeches, midges, uh, stuff like that. Um, so concentrate on the weed beds. Um, and you know keep an eye out for those big browns sometimes I'll start running trips a little earlier in the day um, uh, especially as we get into October up on East Lake or Polina and really in hopes to try and find that bigger brown um, browns are nocturnal um, they don't like the bright Sun you get a cloudy day a little bit of wind chop and those fish will hold up in the shallows a little bit longer and you can really target bigger browns and in that case yeah you might even throw a 
six weight or a seven weight rod, a sink tip line, a big fly, you know, um, and again, tippet material, tippet and leader, not not a concern. You're, you could fish 10, 12 pound test line on some of those bigger flies um, and have shots early and late in the day on some bigger browns that are in a pre-spawn mode. Again, those browns are a fall spawner. They really won't spawn up there until mid-November, so you're not affecting their spawn fishing form in September and October, um, but uh, but they will move into the shallows and start to stage on, on some of that stuff. Um, so, gosh, that's my kind of fishing report of what to expect out of the next couple of months up on the Cascade Lakes. Anything I left out you could think of, Kyle? I don't think so. I mean, we're sitting here mid-September right now, so we got what, a good 45 days or so probably-ish to fish most of the places before they start closing up. So, you know, that's, yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much nailed it, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, up, up on the Cascade Lakes, things mellow out in the fall, too, as far as some of the overall traffic. Um, you know, gosh hunting season and steelhead and college football and whatever you know people there's a lot of excuses not to go the weather's not good blah 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 but you know if you can uh if you can you know get up there even on a crappier day weather wise just watch the wind that's the biggest thing i use an app called wind finder and they've actually got a station up on Mount Bachelor that you could save in your favorites. Um, and it's pretty accurate and it gives you a feels like temperature and a kind of hour to hour, um, you know, kind of uh, wind rate. Um, and uh, that's, that's one that I use daily in the spring and in the fall to really judge where the wind is coming from also. Um, and, you know, can really give you a, a good approach at which lake you want to go to and maybe even what side of the lake you want to launch your boat on and some different things like that so check out that little app it's a free app wind finder yeah but uh yeah get out there and go do some fishing sweet thank you yeah thank you for tuning into the flying field outfitters podcast be sure to subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes coming out if you have a request for a podcast, please reach out to Kyle at flyingfield.com. Thanks again for tuning in and have a nice day. We'll see you on the water.